Hello, this is The Voice in the Darkness, and I'm your host, Gwendolyn Forte. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Wherever you are, I am so glad that you are listening. The purpose of A Voice in the Darkness is to encourage, to uplift, and to enlighten. So many times in this journey called life, we find ourselves in a rock, between a rock and a hard place, or we feel a bit overwhelmed, and maybe sometimes you can feel isolated or alone and think that um, you're all by yourself and no one really understands what you're walking through. But I want you to know that other people in this world have walked in the places that you have walked and they've made it. And I wanna encourage you today that you can make it as well. You can make it. And many times when I'm saying this, I'm very, very confident that you can. And I know some of you may say, or you possibly could be thinking, Gwendolyn, how do you know this? Well, I've walked through so many hard places and transitions in my life. And I've seen the goodness of God bring me through each and every one of them. And sometimes it was just a small word of encouragement that came from someone that I really didn't even know. Just like when you can make it or I saw a commercial on television or I heard an uplifting word. So wherever you are today, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be, you know, just um, fortified in your heart. And I want you to know that you will make it through this season in your life, whatever you're walking through, whatever tough um, time you are currently in, it will not last forever and you will survive. You are an overcomer, you are victorious, and you will make it through this. Well, thank you for just, you know, continuing to come on week after week and joining me on this podcast. Today, I'm excited. You know, we're in the month of November and I'm excited just to share a little bit about this topic today. It's a topic that I feel many of us could benefit from. And for myself, I think about all of the things that I could share, but then I I ponder and I wait and I mull over it. And this week, I'm going to talk about appreciation. And I feel it's very appropriate. We're embarking upon Thanksgiving. and, um, And I know it's a holiday that we celebrate in the United States of America, but I actually believe that wherever you are, this message could be very encouraging to you. Um, we're talking today about appreciation, appreciation. So when I talk about this word or this concept, I always like to bring everyone on on my page or so we're thinking and we're on the same vantage point. We're looking at this from the same perspective. So when I'm talking about appreciate, I like to define a word. So appreciate actually means to recognize the full worth of. So you're going to look and you're going to see what is this worth. I'm going to recognize the full worth of something or someone or some synonyms to appreciate would be value, respect, prize, cherish, treasure, admire, or listen to this, to hold in high 
estimation, to hold in high estimation. Now, just even hearing this topic of appreciation, I just want to go deeper into this today because I really feel like we could all learn to appreciate some of the beautiful things in life that have been bestowed upon each and every one of us. What are some things today that people appreciate? You know, what are some things today that you appreciate? I know just coming to the top of my head, just thinking people appreciate their family. You know, people appreciate friends. People appreciate their job, right? You know, God, good health, freedom, freedom, you know, laughter, nature, you know, so many things, you know, wherever you are, if you're in your car and you're listening to this, maybe some thoughts came to you of some things that you appreciate. And I think that is so good because I want to discuss like, why, why should we even show appreciation? You know, why should we even show appreciation? And, you know, I was thinking about that. I feel like if we're showing someone or something appreciation, it's going to be very, very hard to disregard that person or thing, to diminish it, to devalue it, right? If we're appreciating something, I'm confident we're not going to disregard it, diminish it, devalue it, disrespect it when you are holding in your heart such a level of appreciation. And I know for myself some things that I appreciate and I have to just, you know, every day I think about these things because we're getting older. Listen, every day (laughs) time is moving and you're looking like, oh my God, I was just this age. And then you're realizing five years have passed. Your kids are growing up. Life is moving on. And I'm telling you, as you get older, you begin to appreciate things even more, right? You appreciate things even more. And something that came to my mind, I was talking to my father in love and my family um, this week. And I remember just as a child growing up in a Belize household, my, um, I was raised by my mother and my grandmother, and they're both from Central America, um, in Belize, from Belize City. And the culture was very, very different from American culture. They're a little bit more strict and, um, as, as young teens and, and young preteens, we were not allowed to spend a night over other people's houses. I mean, so if someone had a slumber party or just wanted people to stay over for the night, and if that was something that we would ask our parents, and, and it was an absolutely no, you cannot. And, you know, I remember crying, me and my sister and fussing and, you know, complaining in the room to each other about that decision that my grandmother especially held so uh, dear. Like she, she would not shift from that position. And she was a strong influence on my mom as well, because she helped my mom parent, you know, four of us. And so 
that was just not a part of their culture to have you, you know, spend the night over other people's homes because they didn't trust other people. They didn't know them that well enough. And they just believed you belong in your own bed and let them sleep in their own bed. And, you know, I just couldn't appreciate that view viewpoint as a, as a young girl. I just couldn't. But guess what? Time went on and life went on. And then I began, you know, to grow up. Okay, I got married and had children of my own, five, and raised my niece, which made six. And, you know, things kind of change when you're in that driver's seat and you have children. And I had the opportunity to, you know, um, and I'm still parenting my kids now, but just hearing them say, can we spend the night? over someone's, you know, house or our friend's house. And I just remember the feeling that came to me, you know, and it wasn't like I didn't have a feeling of, you know, well, my grandmother didn't let me, so I'm going to let you. Or she told me no, so I'm going to tell you no. Or, you know, or I couldn't go. So, you know, so you just enjoy yourself, have fun. It was just what came over me is possibly what came over her, a caution, a, 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 a heart of a parent that want to make sure wherever you're going to send your child or your children, that they're going to be in a safe place. And so it wasn't until I became a parent and I started to see things on the news. And as a counselor, you hear about all these situations that happens to children and young people all over the world. Just because we have um, um, sick people that's not all together in their head and, and harm that comes to children. Now, I'm not saying this is for everyone and that my kids didn't spend a night. I did allow them to spend a night over parents, uh, uh, their friends' houses where I knew their parents. And we had relationships. So, yes, they did. But I was able to appreciate my grandmother's decision as I got older. Okay? As I got older. So there are some things. Why did I share that story? Because right now, sometimes in our lives... Um, we might not appreciate the things that are right before our very eyes, things that are right um, in close proximity with us in our homes or within our, you know, society or our culture. We may not appreciate it. And I want to just bring you to that awareness and open that up for you to think about today. You know, what do you appreciate? And I can say I appreciate um, and even more, my grandmother is gone to be with the Lord. My mother is gone to be with the Lord. But I have a great appreciation for their life, their input and their imprint on my life. And I appreciate um, the way they parented me. And I am very, very appreciative um, for who they were as human beings. And I appreciate what else? Things that I appreciate. I appreciate God. I wake up and I say, God, thank you, because I can see his goodness in my life, despite walking through any hardships, walking through, you know, difficulties that we've walked through in life, in ministry, in our family, financially. I can see 
every day God's goodness. So I appreciate God in my life. I appreciate my husband. He's a good man. He's a very loving um, man. And I, and I appreciate his work ethic. I appreciate so many qualities about him. So as I'm saying this, what are some things do you value? And I honestly believe that whatever you appreciate is going to be hard to disregard it or diminish it or devalue it because you're showing a great um, appreciation for that um, person or for that thing. So I want to talk about some benefits, some benefits of showing appreciation. And I feel like this is so important because there are so many good things that come out of a heart of gratitude or being thankful or showing appreciation or esteeming things, valuing, treasuring and cherishing, right? Holding it in high estimation, right? When we do this, the benefits is it's going to change our perspective. It's going to change your perspective. It's going to change my perspective when we have, you know, a great value or a high estimation or when we show appreciation, the benefits that we, I could have or you could have is that it's going to change our perspective. Number one, it's going to change our perspective. Now, uh, Gwendolyn, why would my perspective need to change? Well, sometimes our perspective might be off. And when you begin to value a person or your job or appreciate your job, your perspective about that job will change. Number two, a benefit of showing appreciation is that it'll change your atmosphere. When you show appreciation for people or things or your situation that you know you might be experiencing there's an appreciation for that promotion that you received right there's an appreciation for that new opportunity it'll change your atmosphere it is just like everything in your body and your what you give off to other people it's just a good vibe a good energy it's a good it's a good atmosphere. You're releasing such love, such, it's just great. And people feel that. They feel when things are adverse, okay? And so one thing or benefit, the second thing would be, it can change your atmosphere. Number three, another benefit of showing appreciation is it can change your outcome. Oh my goodness. This is so true. Having a heart and an attitude of appreciation can not only change your perspective, your atmosphere, but it can shift and change the trajectory of the situation that you're in. I'm telling you, it people can pick up on that and it just seems like things work out better when there is a, a, a posture that you have that is appreciative. It's, you don't feel entitled. You don't feel like, you know what, they owe it to me. But you are grateful. I am grateful. And, and I'm telling you, it'll change the outcome of what a situation could have been 
Now it shifts in your favor. So the benefits of showing appreciation is number one, it changes your perspective. Number two, it changes your atmosphere. And number three, it changes outcomes. Okay. Things that we need to resist. (laughs) Oh my, I can say this a thousand times. Things that you and I need to resist right now is number one, focusing on problems. This is so real and sometimes people are doing it unconsciously. Because it could be a way of life, but I'm telling you, we have to resist the the propensity to focus on a problem. So Gwendolyn, are you saying I can't think about a situation that I'm walking through? No, I'm not saying that, but there's a difference from dealing with the problem and just focusing, 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 dwelling on it. And that's all you're doing is focusing on on a problem. Dealing with the problem is totally different because you're going to now confront it and deal with it. But just focusing on it day in and day out without a solution is not the best thing to do. So number one, things to resist would be number one, focusing on problems. Number two, things that we ought to resist is speaking negative. Oh, Speaking negative, speaking negative, speaking negative. I'm telling you, if you want to run people out of your life, if you want your situation to go downward and spiral downward 100 miles an hour, continue to speak negative. Negativity is so um, toxic. And so you do not want to find yourself speaking negative. And so that's why I, number one came first, because it's what you think on. If I focus on a problem, if I focus on an issue, then guess what? I'm going to speak about it. So number one is what you need to resist is focusing on a problem. Number two, you cannot, you got to resist speaking negative Gwendolyn, why are you saying that? Because words are powerful and the words that you release into the atmosphere, just even over yourself to others in an environment, it could be very um, harmful and dangerous. So you want to resist speaking negative. People do not want to be around negative people. Number three, things that you ought to resist is number three, being critical and judgmental. I say this because sometimes it can be easy to see a situation and speak about what you're seeing. And if you're doing that all the time and you're noticing like, oh, you see this and you're speaking about it. You see that situation, you speak about it. You see this thing that's off, you speak about it. You see this other thing that's off, you speak about it. If you're finding yourself being critical and judgmental, then those are things that when you're noticing it, you want to start resisting that. You want to resist being critical and judgmental because it's, it puts you in a position that you don't want to be in where you may even feel like you're above others. Well, I, you know, you, I can criticize it because I'm not that way. And that, that could be very, very deceptive and, um, it's deceiving. And when I say deceiving, we could be deceived. That's what I'm trying to say. We could be deceived in our in being critical and judgmental because at the same time, while we're critical of something, that same issue could be working in our own lives. 
while we're being judgmental, we're showing issues already within our own heart, right? So some things we want to resist. Number one, we want to resist focusing on problems. Number two, we want to resist speaking negative. And number three, we want to resist being critical and judgmental. I put those together. Number four, things that we want to resist is number four. We want to resist being ungrateful. And I can say this um, with very with a very serious heart. Um, being ungrateful is is just not advantageous to any one of us. And so we have to make a, a, a have a heart posture of being thankful, of being appreciative. And we got to see that the beauty in, 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 in the things that we have, or you might look at somebody else's situation and you may feel like, well, you don't have as much as as they have, but guess what? When I'm when I'm appreciative of what I have, I like I said earlier, it's very hard to diminish or devalue something, right? Because you've already brought esteem to something. So it's gonna be very hard if I'm esteeming, you know, my vehicle, it's gonna be very hard for me to be ungrateful for that vehicle because I appreciate it. I gave it value. I am grateful that I have a car to drive, right? So it it, it just it it's like a it resists. It's a it's contrary to being ungrateful. So things that we ought to resist. Number five is you know we may want to think about who who are who are you around. Resist hanging with people that are negative, all these, excuse me, all these things that I mentioned, one, two, three, and four, number five is resist hanging with people like that. When you do not want to find yourself in a company day in and day out of people that focus on problems, that focus and speak negative, that's critical, judgmental, ungrateful, that's your cue. That's your cue to realize, you know what, let me shift. Let me let me change, you know, my direction. Sometimes we if we're caught up in that and it's like a habit, but then guess what? This podcast can rescue you right now where it's like a light bulb come on. You know what? I don't really need to do that anymore. I don't need to focus on my problems. I don't need to speak negative or be critical or judgmental or ungrateful. And maybe I need to pull away back from this person or that person or this group or this clique. Let maybe I need to pull away for a moment, to refocus, to recalibrate. And it's okay to do that. So when I'm talking about things to resist, I think these are great things that you could consider, that we could consider on resisting. Because it's all about you succeeding and moving forward and being your best that you can be for you, for people, for God. Life is better when you're better, okay? Life is better when you're better. People around you can feel that goodness, that joy, that life, that that appreciation that you're exuding. And it just really make 
life better. I don't know how to say it any better than that, but it's the truth. And I know you guys know this is the truth. You know, so what, what, what can we do? Okay, what can you do? What can I do? What can we do together to, to just show this appreciation? You know, we're talking about appreciation for those who are tuning in. We're talking about appreciation. So what can you do? I'm going to go over a couple of things and that we can do. And so I feel like these are things that they're measurable and you can go back and, and, and allow these things to help you. Number one, make a list of the things that you have and what you are grateful for. I'm going to say that again. Make a list of the things that you have and what you are grateful for. And I just remember just recently, I and, and I'm going to say this, I'm usually a positive person, and I was in a situation just here recently where I didn't even recognize it. So this is why I'm saying to you, make sure the people that you're hanging around are people who are, you know, can can iron sharpens iron, can help you, prod you to do good when you're out of alignment or order, speak life to you and help bring that alignment. And I remember I was just focusing on this situation that my husband and I, we were walking through as a family and my husband pointed out all of the good things. He was just like, Gwen, look what God did here and look what God did here and look what God did here. Remember this? And he did this. And you know what? I was so grateful that my husband pointed these things out because it was like, what was I thinking? You know? And so immediately when he did that, I just felt in my heart, girl, go get a journal, start jotting down. See, it's time when you're forgetting all of the good, it's time to make a list, right? Of all the things that you have, things that you're grateful for, things that you've seen that maybe you've prayed for and you've seen the answer. Come on, make that list. That's number one. These are things that you can do. Make a list of those things that you have and what you're grateful for. And that's what I did. Bought a journal, wrote those things down. And today I'm like still thanking God every day. Like, God, thank you. You did this. You did this. You did this. Why? Because when you're appreciative for something, it's very, very hard for you to devalue it, diminish it, you know, or show disregard. You're not going to do that when you have appreciation. Number two, thank God for the things now that you have on that list. Once you make that list and these are the things you're grateful for, start thanking God for the things that you put on that list. So if you put on there your children or your husband or your wife or your job or your health or for freedom or for your nation or for, you know, um, your new business that you started or just whatever it is or for a revelation he's given you or for some creative idea that, you know, he's given you or for a peace of mind, whatever it is, thank God for these things that's on your list. Number three, decide to verbally declare your thanks. Declare your thanks verbally to God and to the people that you are grateful for, the people that you appreciate, the people that you're grateful for, things that you're very thankful in your heart for. Verbally, decide to verbally declare it. Don't just keep it in your heart and go, oh, I'm grateful for it, but maybe tell somebody. Tell, tell your employer, you know, I appreciate the type of person or the integral person that you are. Tell them. Go ahead and tell them. That's key. And number four, this list is not exhaustive, but I believe it's going to be very helpful. Some things that you can do. Number four, decide to look for the best 
in life and in others. Decide to look for the best in life and in others. Gwendolyn, why do you say that? One, because you can find bad, evil anywhere you look. So if you're looking for bad, you're going to find it. But I'm telling you, you're going to have to change your focus and decide to look for the best in life. Look for the best in others. And when you look for the best in others, people are going to see the best in you. I'm telling you, it's going to come right back to you. So these are things we can do. Number one, make a list of the things that we have and what we're grateful for. Make a list. Number two, thank God for the things that's on that list. Number three, decide to verbally declare our thanks to God and to the people, right? We're not, we're not going to just hold it in our heart and in our mind and never say anything, but we're going to verbally tell them thank you. And number three, decide to look for the best in life and in others. Why? Because this is so important. This is so important. So I just really want to encourage each and every one of you in this, you know, time in our lives. And for those of you who, you know, who are listening to this all around the world, we're walking through a major transition, an economic transition, health transition with COVID-19. Many people have lost loved ones. Um, we're walking through just a very, very difficult season. And I believe what could, what could help us in this season is keeping an attitude of appreciation of the things that we, you know, do have. So I really, really, you know, hope that today was an encouragement to each and every one of you, those who have tuned in um, for the first time, or if you are a regular subscriber, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. And I would love for you, um, if you haven't subscribed, to subscribe to a voice in a darkness podcast to rate it and to share share it with a friend share it on your social media page or text the link to someone maybe someone can be very very encouraged you know by this message this week on appreciation and showing that heart of gratitude you know many people today just maybe just need one word one word to totally change the trajectory of their life and maybe that will come through you just sharing this podcast so until next time i'm your host gwendolyn forte with the voice in the darkness signing off